0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. The Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because uh, Dell and Joe and I uh, were pissing people off, and we were told to cut it out. Sorry. And I, I, just, I decided that I, I like to hear myself talk too much, and they just kind of came along for the ride.
1: When did you when did you just decide to care that people were getting pissed off?
0: Well, was that the, it, it, when when we were doing a show that was supposed to be more comedic, and uh. people were just like, uh, "This isn't funny, guys. It's not fun." Mm-hmm. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage: sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble pretty much everywhere, all over the place. It's uh, S-H-U-J-I-N right there on the screen for you, which on your screen is right there, right where my microphone stand is. Perfect. That was great. Professional. That's the way it works. Let me introduce you to the rest of the crew because, well, that's uh, Mm -hmm. kind of the way that uh, stuff works over here. Top left-hand corner of North America where um, the weather ponies are sending uh, all kinds of bad weather down south for some stupid uh,
2: because it's winter.
0: Hi, Dallin. How are you?
2: Doing good. Keep them warm. Um, And again, for all of our friends down in the States there, um, if you ever hear Shuzhan or myself talk about um, temperatures and you hear Bridget say something about freedom units, just keep one thing in mind. Up in Canada, anything below zero is burr. That's right. <laughs> Remember, and negative Celsius and, and there, is just degrees of burr. Yes. And, and so when I say, you know, there's, you know, double digit burr, it, it, it means I'm not having a very good time. And I'll tell you right now. Uh,
0: let's see. Yeah. For the record, I did not go looking up any, any new towns near him right now.
1: Yeah. It's it's not bad here right now. We're just having flash flooding warnings for the next three hours. Oh yeah. That's, really that's
2: the, yeah, that's, that's great. Wow.
1: <laughs> I just need a snorkel and I'll be good.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, so right here it is, uh, yeah, it is in fact a double digit burr. Uh, there, there are degrees of said double digit burr. It's not too, too bad. But, oh, wait a minute. There's wind chill involved. Yep, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. As soon as, as soon as you hear, with the wind chill, it is. At that point, I just stopped listening because I know it's going to suck. I, I've never heard of a case. Well, okay, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. I've never heard on the radio of a case where a wind chill factor actually increased the temperature. However,
0: that's not how wind chills work.
2: Wait, wait, but where I live, it is actually a possibility. Huh. Submitted for your approval, the Chinook. And I'm not talking about the helicopter. Okay.
1: You're talking the wind.
2: I'm talking the wind. It's the it's a nice warm, slightly strong breeze that comes in out of the west blows across the prairie, picking up whatever moisture it can, flying over Quebec and saying, Surprise!
1: That's Quebecois for
0: you.
2: No. Well, so, so. It, it, actually, part of me can understand why they're so bitter at us these days, because, you know, we just keep dumping snow on them.
1: <laughs> they deserve it.
2: Uh, they do.
1: <clears throat> Separatist little...
2: I Now, uh, oh
1: well, does not, that does that make not, us uh, bring in Wexit? No,
2: no, 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 no. But, but there is yeah, there is a little bit of almost a, a Wexit going on over here. Uh, again, because you know, uh, old Justin was reelected, and you know, they they basically want to they they basically want to cut off. Well, the 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 media says uh, they all just basically want to cut off uh, my province's ability to. Export a particular product that makes it stupidly rich and allows us to contribute the most money to the um, uh, Federal Redistribution Fund, which a certain province, who shall remain Quebec, actually depends on because <laughs> uh, they're not doing so good. Yeah. So it's like these guys are like trying to bite the hand that feeds them. And, yeah. So there's, but mind you, they've been talking it for Oh God, forever!
0: Oh. So that's our show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Good
2: night.
3: Yeah.
2: Hey, wait. For Quebec, wouldn't that be quite fit? It, no, no. Quebec is Quebec. It is just separation. No, the the exit is Western exit. Yeah,
1: like Alberta.
2: Well, Alberta, uh, in Manitoba,
1: Manitoba,
2: S- Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia, uh, the Yukon, and none of not none of it, but the uh, the Northwest Territories would all. I'll uh, go, Bye bye
1: But they really don't want to do
2: that. No, it's, like I said, it's, it's short-sighted. Yeah. So let me finish off with actually introducing everybody.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, from the Midwest of the U.S., where snorkels are the order of the day. Hi, Bridget. Howdy. <sighs> Just, no
1: cow tipping, please.
0: Thank you. Uh, over and in, over into Ohio, where uh, the days are short and really need to just d- be d- adjusted for daylight savings time. No more Joey High, Howdy. and across the pond, waking up bright and early, or at least just early. Joseph, good morning. Good morning. Over in Paris, France. So yeah, uh, <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. Apparently. So hi everybody. Yes, we're back. It is past um, U.S. Thanksgiving, and I am trying to keep myself awake because I had breakfast with family of friends earlier. No, I did not eat too much turkey. I I had I had I had the dark meat because I like the dark meat. Because nobody else goes for it, so I don't have to fight anybody for it, which is good. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know what the problem is. It's it's breast
1: meat is just so dry.
0: It's
2: well, hold on. That's the thing. Oh, here we go. To be fair, to be fair, Uh, letter Kenny's going to sue us one of these days. No, they're not. Um, anyways, (laughs) they don't know we exist. Now, the the white meat. If the white meat is dry, Uh it's because somebody doesn't know how to cook a turkey. That's true, and because trust me, I can do a butter knife moist uh, turkey breast. I, I've done it many times. I've never had a complaint about the white meat uh, choking anybody. That's as it should be. But and
0: white meat so much better. You can have why not both? And we did. We did. And, exactly. And for those of you that have ever wondered, yes, a properly prepared and fried. Turkey is the holy grail of bird. And I say that knowing full well that I'm going to be up in Canada tomorrow, up in Toronto with the nice folks from Fernal Equinox for a potluck Fernal Solstice get together with everybody. Knowing full well that the previous con chair fursona was, uh, is a, a, a bird. Well,
1: that's cool that you have potlucks up there
0: yeah oh yeah I mean, down
1: here we have what we call pitch in so it throws like you're throwing food at people or something
2: well you see i i think the pitch in and the potluck are kind of the same thing they but are
1: but yeah. if I call it a pitch in it sounds like baseball
2: well, i was gonna say like you know us canadians we're just much more polite yeah and yes. you know you know, we, we probably still end up throwing food at people after a few beers, but yes. that's okay. not exactly how we're going to advertise the event.
1: Well, that's what our husband refers to. Refer to him. He's like, "Oh, are you having a food fight at work?"
2: Hold, hold it, hold, 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 hold
0: it, hold it. Over in the live chat over here, I remember which way it is for you guys on the screen right now. Over in the live chat over here, by the way, uh, Stephanie, Ryan, hi, Beth, good to see. You. Um, what the? F- okay, turkey, ham. Lobster all the fixins, Beth. What the fuck are you
2: doing? That wow, you that, can that, s- that, lobster? I don't know really? That, that's sounding pretty Newfoundland from where I I'm sitting. Is. New, New England.
1: <laughs> that is I'm very, get,
2: I'm betting New England. I'm
0: I'm guessing but the see the thing of it is Beth is not too much further east of where I live in Pennsylvania. So it's kinda like the Pennsylvania mm. it, it it's it it it's inland. Just trust me oh. it's inland.
1: Lobster
0: sounds wonderful to me. Don't oh, don't don't get me wrong. The lo- oh, the lobster with the with the mashed potato, the garlic and butter mashed potatoes that I made. The butter and garlic mashed potatoes that I made. I mean, you're supposed to list it as like the the primary ingredient first, right? Because right. because it's the big the most amount by vol- Yeah, so the butter and and garlic and mashed potatoes that I made because there there was a lot there was a lot of butter. That was a lo- that was a lot of butter. Anyway, so yes, uh, as for, Oh, treat from a friend. There you go. So yeah, tomorrow I'm going up to uh, Toronto. Gonna have a good time. I currently have on my stove, Japanese chicken curry on a very low heat right now, because it, I'm planning on letting it go. Probably most of the night I have to put into, uh, potatoes after we get done. Because that's the only thing that I didn't add in there, because I didn't have enough time after I got back, damn it. But, um, you know what? It's, it's good to be able to have, you know, an opportunity to be with family or friends. And even if some of us can't exactly have that, for whatever reasons, if you don't already know, you got us. May not be on Thanksgiving night, but you got us.
4: Yeah, I can't really give too much guff about lobster, considering at least one of the tur- uh, one of the holiday dinners that I attended had shrimp. Oh, mm. you
0: hate shrimp, though. You know what, um, Joe? What you remember how I told you about uh, moving uh, moving your mic? Yeah. You know what? Screw it. Move it back to wherever the hell it was. Fine, fine.
1: Here you
0: go. Yeah. You know what? Screw I'll the best it do it. No, it's 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 fine. See part of the part of the problem, guys, is uh that we all have completely different setups. None of us have compressors on our microphones. Some of us have well, um let let's put it frankly, some of us may have um decent enough microphones, but Really, we don't have any kind of uniform setup, so everything's a little higgledy-piggledy sometimes and doesn't always work the way that we want it to or the way that I want it to.
2: But,
3: and, and hey, is if, our,
2: but if you know, if our listeners do want us all to have, you know, um, sure. homogenous, <laughs> a, a homogenous solution, that's patreon.com slash hctv. Yes, it is.
0: For what it's worth. Anyway.
1: And, and we could fix that right up for you.
0: Oh, yeah. you betcha. Yep. yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, for, for those of you that are actually wondering, uh, in my particular case, my microphone is a $40 manager special guitar center. It works very nicely on on this arm that I bought. See, you can hear.
2: I'll stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Am and I trying to piss me. people off?
2: I don't care. Yeah. And of course, me, I've got the uh, got the nice boom stand, uh, which is actually or the floating stand, I guess you could say. It's actually clamped to my desk holding a blue yeti microphone Dude. i said yeti yeah, Damn I know, it. no shut up i know i know i know it's it's that one's big brother
0: i know i have to i have to tell you after the show that um after dinner we did mad libs um the oh no um the mention of chocolate butt holes came up <laughs> Why?
1: But
0: why? Don't 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 ask. However, uh, I I I have a possible nomination for the list now. That came out of all of that. Oh, really? The way that um, I can't exactly explain the context, but it was by the Grinch's green butthole
1: which has what to do with the madeline exactly?
0: Medlibs. Um,
1: oh. You,
0: okay. you 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 know you know medlibs. I, I know
1: what medlibs okay. are. Yes.
0: Okay. I don't remember how it all ended up happening like this, but um that ended up coming up and I had to ask, okay, um Boris Karloff or Jim Carrey and which one do you really want to investigate first to find out which one is greener? Oh. So, the folks who have been listening, congratulations and welcome to our level of Santa's passing over my house this week.
2: I don't I don't
0: I don't uh, know.
2: I got nothing. I got nothing. I have absolutely nothing. <laughs>
0: We'll see how it works out. any case, <coughs> pardon me. Um, I did already have coffee. I don't have anything to drink right now at all. So if I uh, cough a little bit, my apologies. I, I should have gotten something to drink, but uh, it is what it is. However, as I mentioned, yes, we do have the live chat going on over there. If you feel uh, adventurous and you want to join us some night while we're doing live, feel free. Drop in. Say Hello. Preferably, if you want to argue, um, do it with something that qualifies as um, consciousness would be nice.
3: Mm.
0: Talk about that another time. Or, better yet, go looking back through some of the old stuff and and hear us complain about that. But that's a whole other issue for right now. Let me get things properly started with uh, with, uh, tonight's uh, five-minute freestyle. Which, I will admit, because I... Because I knew I was going to be busy this weekend, I put everything out days ago, and now I don't remember what I was supposed to talk about. So this is going to be a little bit more fun for me. Man, you want to talk about winging it? Here it comes on a wing and a prayer. Let's try to see what happens. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. Kamikaze is a a word that we've known since, well, the end of World War II. I mean, it is obviously very well known. And there are some pieces about it that people really don't uh, really don't consider. The Kamikaze aircraft fighters were people who were, well, in the in the Japanese military at the end of World War II. It was not the way that they wanted to go and fight for their country. It was a last-ditch effort. They were under the impression, they thought, that America was simply going to come in and conquer. I want you to think on that for a second. Through the vast majority of human history, whenever there is a war, it was for the purpose of conquering another. The idea of a country beating another country and then just saying, look, you're going to sit in the timeout chair. We're going to make sure that you've got everything you need to make sure that you are in good shape and you can succeed afterwards but we're going to take away your bad toys and help you get on your feet better. It was a totally alien concept. I mean, who does that? Whoever did that? Well, the closest thing that came to that was, well, World War I, and even then, there was a lot of carving up different areas because reasons. But Japan made the big mistake of pissing off somebody who was if you'll excuse the expression all in when it came to this thing when it came to war the when when we finally made the transition and said yeah World War II we're all in yeah that was um that was nasty and even the admiralty told the emperor you know don't don't piss off the americans don't just don't. And they did. And we saw what happened with all that. Now, before you wonder, you know, how, how, how far I'm talking about that, we saw that we, meaning the Americans especially, didn't want to do what we want. What we ultimately ended up doing. We didn't want to get into the wars. We didn't want to get into World War I, but things happened. We didn't want to get into World War II. Things happened. It was not a great thing to have happen. Nobody wants to go to war, generally speaking. The kamikaze fighters were the last ditch effort to try to stop a veritable wall of power coming from the United States. So much so that I'm kind of sorry that Unrenaut Tech isn't here right now, because one of the most important things that ended up happening, besides the kamikaze aircraft fighters trying to dive bomb themselves into the ships, which there was no way they were going to be able to do that, you look up the uh, uh, the Liberty ships, or somebody click and remind me that uh, I need to get the Liberty ship information. But then there was Operation 10-Go, which was where the, the battleship Yamato was supposed to go down south, beach itself, so that it couldn't be sunk, and be a last-ditch effort. ...as a gun placement. The pilots who went up there... ...they were trying to save their country... ...from what they thought was a perceived threat... ...that would completely eradicate their country... ...as a culture, as a political entity... They didn't have to do that. They did it because they thought it was the right thing to do. And maybe for them, it kind of maybe was. But when you look afterwards, when you learn more afterwards, you find out that that wasn't what needed to be done. It's like the doctor said, eventually everybody just needs to do What they've always needed to do when it comes to war. Just talk. Maybe just talking is a way of preventing these things from happening the way that they do. This is episode 288 on the docket, Your Honor. Sauce for the goose, Mr. Savick. The odds will be even. I know, I know. My my Spock is rather inept, to put it mildly. I've got the eyebrow at least. So there's that. Although I don't remember if Spock used the left eyebrow or the right eyebrow. I can do my left. I can't do my re- I can do them both at the same time. But I mean, that's not really that impressive to most people. Is what it is. Anyway, so what we're going to end up talking about is something that's a little, a little weird this time out. Um, it does have its basis in the current news cycles, but it's also a matter of, you know, how how often we end up saying, you know, play fair, play nice, play by the rules, and you know, a group says, you know, these are what the rules are going to be. Okay, fine. We'll play by your rules. And now we're winning and beating you handily, and now you want to change the rules again? Why? So that's pretty much where it's going to end up coming through. I unfortunately did not get any new information on Rafe Badawi's condition. Uh, as usual, it is what it is. I keep hoping... And I keep finding nothing, but I don't keep stopping. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been seven years, five months, 18 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting. So with that out of the equation, let's start. Let's start simple. Grade school phys ed, and playing games back and forth, and and sports, kickball. All right, I don't want to go to dodgeball because most of us can still. Too you said it already. I know most of us can still smell the 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 the, the rippled rubber, semi-inflated ball against you our can faces. Dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. You would you would think that, wouldn't you? Anyway. I forgot to put everybody's face back up on the screen. Sorry about that. There we go. So um, I was one of those kids that, you know, was very kind of inept for sports. I didn't like playing sports. I wasn't really great at it. I didn't like dodgeball. I thought it was, even in the day, I thought it was, I didn't use the word barbaric, but it really was whatever. But, um, you know, for me, kickball was, was fun. You know, your, your, your grade school kid, kickball is the way to go. For me, I had a moment where I, I went ahead and, you know, I was, I was, I was a base runner and Guy had, guy got me out at third base. And I, I said, you know what? Yeah, you you got me. And everybody that was on my team threw a fit. What is wrong with you? How could you do that? That, I mean, yeah, it, for whatever it is that, you know, grade school kids do. And me, I'm just like, I'm out. I mean, what are you, what are you all complaining about? What the hell, man? Uh, again, as grade schoolers would say and this kind of thing just changes around and now it's become more a a legal thing in a lot of different ways whether it's political or legal legal but and yes i know i could be talking about the impeachment inquiries and all that stuff but it's bigger than that because there are political parts of that the gerrymandered districts oh well it's okay if you do it because you're doing it for political gain but if you're doing it specifically to excise particular minorities that's wrong then wait what yes that is actually a legal thing down here in in some group or other i forget exactly what it was but you know this is this is the kind of thing that we we deal with every once in a while Group sets the rules. Okay, fine. We didn't have too much of a choice in the matter, but fine. We agreed to the rules. Why are you pissed
2: off now that the rules don't favor you? That's precisely the issue is people will put rules in place. If they have the ability, if they have the the power and the authority to instill rules that at the time will favor them but then suddenly tables turn and those very same rules are now being used to silence or to control them in such a way. Yeah. They are going to throw a fit because I think deep down they knew what they were doing and it has now turned around and bitten them square on the ass. Pretty much. And this is why when you see a lot of these, you know a lot of these proposals a lot of these you know new bills and stuff coming out that look completely authoritarian sorry about that and then they go and they go well what's the problem we're just fighting for this we're fighting for your freedom like no you're fighting to favor your own interests without the foresight of thinking what is going to happen when the public paradigm suddenly turns on you when the pendulum you, swings yes and you find yourself at the mercy of the very thing you created. and to say that, oh well, that'll never happen. Okay, let me it see. Happens. I've well, let's see. I've been I've been on this rock for just about five decades. Uh, never really gave two shits about American politics until Reagan showed up, uh, largely because no, that was when I finally started watching the news. Um, no, that's fair. I, did.
0: I mean that that yeah. put you squarely in the early eighties. And yeah. you know, made. Sorry, it puts you into. Wait a minute. Was that 80? eighty? Eighty eighty. Yeah, he was. He
1: was elected in eighty.
0: Yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, so, it was right after. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So then let's think about this. So you've got Reagan, Republican, then Clinton. No.
1: Republican
2: light. Hold on! Hold uh, on! Hold on! It was Reagan. You know, it was Reagan, Republican. Bush, Bush elder, Republican, one term. Clinton, kind of Democrat, sort of whatever, cigar, uh, but not Republican. True. Bush, number two, Republican. And I'm going to leave it at that because I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. Obama, Democrat. Trump, Republican. On the ticket. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave it at that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So the, 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 pendulum swings, public opinion swings. Yep. So if you're going to make a set of rules that only favor you dress it up in the name of fairness or whatever, mm-hmm. The biggest way that it's that you're gonna be called out on your own misdeed is just wait till the next wait till the next uh turnaround in government and watch those very laws turn on you because you are no longer the authority. You now, I get it. I understand the catharsis of the short term, the 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 quick fix, the instant gratification of I don't like you, big on. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but it's that lack of pragmatism that some people, again, some people like doing that. Others tend to think long game where they go, you know what? I'm not going to make a law like that because one of these days it's going to bite me in the ass. is
3: mm-hmm.
2: so. Got, hmm? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Beth has got a, a piece over
0: here, which is, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it wheels, it, it, she said, have to take into consideration the role of the religious right, starting with the moral majority of the 1980s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And that's, that's another piece of it all. We could easily say that that started a bit earlier. And, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm splitting hairs here just a little bit. Because the, the concerns of. Of the highest offices and what religious winds they follow was not any more evident than when the question came up regarding uh, John Kennedy, who yeah. had to come out and say, yes, I'm Roman Catholic, but I'm the president. I'm not the Pope's spokeschild
2: here. Yeah. And, and to take a stand like that, I think is good because again, it goes to the, it goes to separation of church and state. It's like, okay. Or it's supposed to. It's supposed to. Yes. Supposed to. Yeah. Yes. In my personal life, I have these religious and religious moral beliefs. However, I am a servant of the people. And just because I think that, you know, a a cracker and a little bit of grape juice transmutates into human flesh and blood when it passes my tongue, uh, that will not guide what I need to do for this country.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, that is the way it should be. Now, I, I still want to buy the, the all-in-one packages of, yeah, of communion. I, I know, I, I, I know.
0: I still want to, you know what? Maybe we should maybe, – maybe I'll see about making that a Patreon thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, to go off on a tangent, though, what really pissed me off was recently Joe Biden was denied communion because of his stance on, uh, you know, I don't personally like abortion, but I don't have a say-so over what you do. And – you know, I can't make laws for other people. Blah blah blah. That pissed me off. I shouldn't really care about church things, but that really offended
0: me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm well, I'm completely on
2: board. That's the thing, and, and, and so in that respect, Biden did exactly what he should be he doing should as a do. public figure.
1: Exactly. But
2: yeah, but of course the the religious who, who while still big demographically speaking, but are on the decline are still trying to hold on to that power and influence. And also, well, but the thing too, again, the whole, the whole democratic primary thing is just a feeding frenzy right now. Uh, It it is a battle Royale that has been bloody. It has been brutal. And honestly, when that when that person finally ascends the throne of that side of the of the political office, I really don't think there's going to be a whole lot there for them to to salvage. Well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, people.
1: But the Republican uh, primary was the same way, though.
2: Oh yeah, I I agree. You know, and of course the 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 loudmouth uh, populist won out. Um, yeah, of course. But, but I think, I really do think that now I'm not saying he was good to be elected, but I think this election cycle was what the people needed. At least it's what I thought, but oh. it was what the people, no, because it was what the people needed because then they could see that, look, this is what happens when we just walk in and uh, or click or whatever. Because I know you guys don't do the pencil thing like we do up here. Right. As evidenced by last week. But I think it woke a lot of people up to realize that, you know what? The guy that sits in that nice pretty house over there, uh, he can do a lot. He can get a lot of stuff done. So we better make sure that we've got the right person in there. Now, I say that Hopefully, it would have woken people up this time around, but unfortunately, uh, um,
3: yeah, everybody got,
2: would... yeah, everybody got freaked out. Suddenly, got this huge injection of election caffeine, and well, again, I go back to the to the primaries and everything else that's going on right now. Uh, maybe the next one, people go like, okay, you know what, we got to deal with the issues.
1: I'm going to have the, the...
2: to
1: disagree okay. with you on that, and I'll give you one reason why. All right. I don't know if you've ever heard of Matt Taibbi or not.
2: Uh, The name—he's an author
1: and he's you know written several books about uh, politics. Um, But he's hearing out in the ether that Democrats are saying we need our own version of Trump to run against. Trump, because reality TV, this is what this whole election was about, was <laughs> it was framed as a reality television show for ratings. Yeah. And we need our own ratings person. And I'm thinking, what the hell? But that he makes a good point.
2: He does in that, you know, you want to fight fire with fire. But I'm saying right now, this cycle, that's too the, late.
1: This is, this is not what we want another no. Trump. Uh, especially no. Democrat Trump, because I mean that's just stupid. But he thinks that's what we we're going to have to do, because reality TV is is what Trump knows how to master, and that's how he won.
2: Yes, but think of this. Okay, so a, a lot of people are saying that he's you know, barring an actual impeachment and barring him actually getting thrown out of office, he is going to make it to twenty twenty.
1: Uh huh. I agree with you.
2: And like I said, be- like I said in twenty sixteen. You got two years to get your shit together, get control of those houses, but also get out to those moderates. Reinforce the fact that you are a party that wants to deal with the issues. Because I, because I, to be perfectly honest, post Trump, I don't think there is anybody as bombastic, as loudmouthed. And as blunderingly bullheaded stupid in terms of tact as the orange man right now, what I'm saying is that I think after he's done the age of the populist, uh, presidents, I think will be on the decline. Cause you, you look at TV personalities these days and honestly, I've, I've not seen a bigger I've not seen a man with a bigger ego with a mind for politics than him, except maybe half the cast Mm -hmm. of Fox news. Yeah. But those guys would be flayed alive in the public, in the public spotlight. I think. Well, I'm just hoping
1: he hasn't created a new paradigm where that's what the expectation
2: is. Yeah. Like I, I will disagree with, with Taibbi into what's needed. What you need is a solid candidate, but that candidate has got to pound the pavement. And re- get out to those states and say, "Look, I get it. I get you. You know, yes, I'm here in the breadbasket. I, I don't know. Do you, do you guys call it the breadbasket? The the agricultural sort of Midwest area.
1: Uh, we well, used to. to.
2: Oh, okay. But the fact is, you know, where all the sort of rural votes are. Uh huh. You know, the the people that.
1: I think they called the heartland now, but
2: whatever. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but you get what I mean, what I'm saying, like, oh, sure. Uh-huh. Like, okay, the cities are fine, but the cities are fueled by the contributions of everywhere else.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And a lot of people don't get that. Um. Uh, wow, I, that I hurts. I saw that from Beth,
0: yeah.
1: Well, what he had, ho- ho- had said on. That.
0: Hold on a second. What? Get this okay. out now.
2: out. Um, go ahead, Dallin, read it. Well, no, all I'm saying is. No, what, what Beth put. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what Beth said is the farmers being screwed will be our best ally. A friend just lost his farm that has been in his family for five generations. So you get a party out there that, and I ain't talking lip service here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't vote for somebody who says, you know, I understand. Nobody knows agriculture better than me. You were bored in New York, city, <sighs> you know, right don't 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 piss on my face and tell me it's raining, okay You you need somebody who's actually gonna try to come up with a solution for this and just paying lip and being some and I mean, this is what killed it for the Democrats in sixteen is that the the people who were, you know, we understand we're this we're a bunch of ivory tower corporate elitists mm-hmm. who were just gonna go with the flow because hey, you know what? We just had eight years of a whole lot of not much. We got this in the bag because you know nobody nobody complained, nobody said too much. We don't have to we don't have to listen to anybody because we've got it. Who do they have? They have got some toupee wearing redhead, orange skinned MF or And look what happened. You can't, like, don't take the people for granted. And anybody that says, you know, well, look, all we have to do is we have to win California, we win New York, we win Illinois, we've got it. Okay, so you're going to go right back to taking that veneer or that linoleum and putting it over top of the heartland again. Because, oh, you know what? We're in power, so we don't have to listen to you bellyache. We're just going to bury you again and shut you up until the next person comes along and rips that scab off again.
1: Well, this is the thing with the whole electoral college thing, and I don't have my figures exactly right, but I'm just going again off of what Matt Taibbi was you know citing in one of his talks. Like, uh, take the state of Wyoming they only have a population of like 540,000 people. Yet they have all these electoral votes compared to like the state of California who has more total votes, but they have you know millions of more people. And so if you look at what Wyoming can do compared to California, the Wyoming's clout is five times that of like a, a citizen in California.
2: So you would have the state of California dictate policy for the entire country?
1: No, but, because that's what happen. but what I'm saying is that places like Wyoming and, you know, smaller countries can dictate policy over the larger states like California because they are so outsized in their clout because of the way that the the current electoral college is. So you have all these empty, vast spaces of nothing that are dictating policy. That's why you have all these little blue fringes around the you know edges of the country that you see on the electoral maps. And the whole middle of it is red and red is determining policy right now.
0: Yeah. It would be the equivalent. How
1: is that fair? Yep.
0: Yeah, uh, for, for, for context, it would be the equivalent of on the Canadian side if everything everything north of the border with the united states from 200 miles yeah let's call it let's call it 200 miles north of the border on up had all the power politically speaking clout wise compared to the border 200 miles Closer, which is where the vast majority of Canada's population is, and what I mean vast, I mean like, if memory serves, that's like eighty five percent of the population. If I remember, the, if I remember the, the geography correctly, I forget if it's two hundred right. two hundred and fifty. But
1: and so you have like fifteen percent of the population that's being able to control policy for all all of it. That's outsized.
2: Yeah. Uh, the other the, the biggest fear though too is that these large urban centers if 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 you went strict uh, strict popular vote that the large urban centers would suddenly be able to say you know what we're going to repurpose all of Wyoming's resources they get nothing we get all of it and because we set the policy there's nothing you can do about it. And so there's a little bit of protectionism there and it's because I think the college is still there because there is such a vast population imbalance. And I'll say this much. If, if you want the Midwest to turn blue, get out there. Like have have the, have these, have have the political leaders go out there and campaign their asses off. And And, 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 and don't say that, you know, like, Oh, I understand and, you know, come out there in a suit that's worth more than that one guy's tractor at that one farm down there. And before we get past it, that's one of the biggest problems
0: that ends up happening. And it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. which country or which political organization or what it might be. When one group is on the up and they go ahead and they effectively bully the ones that are on the bottom – that's not the way that we should want it to be.
1: Well, and I I can tell you, this is like a a Mayor Pete, I don't know what you want to call it, (laughs) vignette or something. But when he was running for state treasurer here in Indiana, and people keep saying he needs to run for state office before he goes anywhere. Because, you know, small town mayor, blah, 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 no qualifications. I can tell you personally that when he was running for treasurer here, he visited all 92 counties of Indiana, not once, but twice. And I was out there with him helping to campaign, but Mm -hmm. solely because he had that D behind his name, he lost by double digits when he ran for treasurer. And here he was, a man who went to Oxford. He also went to Harvard. His major was economics. And you would think that an economic whiz is who you'd want to be state treasurer, but no, he ran against Richard, you know, all rape babies are a gift from God, Murdoch, and Murdoch won. And, it, and it, Murdoch didn't do nearly half the work that Pete did.
0: No, it, it comes down to what's been used as propaganda against the Democratic Party. I mean, yeah, we've, we've you know, I mentioned- can tell you
1: every single friend that I had that ran for office, whether it was dog catcher, which well, actually I don't have any friends that ran for dog catcher, but ran for you know city council, mm-hmm. ran for you know municipal, state, local, whatever. Just because I had D behind their name, and there was so much Obama hate, they got their asses handed to them, and it didn't matter how hard they worked, how many doors they knocked on, how much money they had in funds. It was just because they had the D. They got stopped.
0: Now, and forgive me for slipping this one in quickly, to be fair. To be fair. It happens the other way, too. I am incredibly guilty, and I will, I will be the first one to admit it, that I have an incredible distrust for anyone at this point that has an R after their name in the political I circles. I, d- I do now. However, there is also a big difference as far as to the why, because that's, that's what we're all about, isn't it?
1: Right, the why.
0: The why is, well, what was the expression? Fool me once, shame on you. You know, uh-huh. we end up some of us have lived, like Dallin said, upwards of 50 years. Some, uh-huh. of us, some of us not quite so much. Some of us more. But we ain't stupid. We don't have, you know, the the object permanency of a f- toddler. Most of us don't. There are some people Most. that get evicted to various positions of authority that apparently do. But that's a whole yeah. other issue. The, we get to uh, because I have a short
4: attention. Oh, look at the kitty!
1: <laughs> <laughs> squirrel! Oh my God! Squirrel! Oh,
4: you guys are killing me!
1: You know, not to, not to over belabor a point, but my point is that you know I was involved in local politics and state politics here, heavy duty, since I moved here in like 2002. That's how I got to meet all these people, campaign with them, and all that other stuff. And I can just tell you. That all of these people that are bashing Pete, which I don't know that he will, you know, actually make it to Skoda. I mean, make it to POTUS or anything like that. But I can tell you that these people who are going, well, he needs to run for state office first. Being in Indiana, they're very misguided. He would never, ever get elected to a statewide office here. He cannot be governor. He cannot be a senator or representative. Part of it is because he's gay. Another part of it is because he's a Democrat. So, for people that are, you know, like, throwing crap at him for skipping a step, there's a reason why he skipped that step, and it's because Indiana.
0: Yeah. Over the...
1: (sighs) And I know this, you know, personally, because I was... I have been involved with the campaigns for these years. I've been a delegate. Yeah, you know, I'm very involved in the state politics. I know how they work. So if anybody wants to have any after-hours discussions with me on this on why he's quote-unquote skipping a step, I'll be happy to explain it to you.
0: What I was going to say was we've we've heard the calls and and by calls I mean the Version the political version of catcalling, where it's been. Well, it's it's basically been propaganda machines,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I remember it back where it was. Democrats are tax and spend people.
1: Tax and spend re- li- liberals. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Tax and spend liberals, and even as a kid, when I heard this back in the well, d- yeah, back, back in the back in the Reagan years. Cause you know I was not interested in politics, but it was kind of hard to miss it. Cause for me, I mean, I didn't see what the problem was with Jimmy Carter. He put solar panels up on the on the White House. Cool. Mm-hmm. He wanted the he wanted the place to have you know its own power and self sufficiency. Great. Mm-hmm. He wanted there to be the metric system. Cool. Huh? I'm good for that. I can count to ten. But then that was one of the first whistles. That got blown out there. And even as a kid yeah. back then, I was, okay, that would have made me uh, 11, 12 years old, 12 years old. And even then, I knew enough where it was, well, no, wait a minute. What are you supposed to do with the tax money after you get it anyway? you got to spend it on stuff, right? So, wait, w- what are they trying to say? And it didn't make any sense. Meanwhile... Every time the Republican groups here in the United States get into office, one of the first things that they want to drill on, if you'll excuse the expression, is we need more money for the military. Mm-hmm. It accounts for over 50%. I know it's much more than that. Over 50% of the federal budget. Um, hold on. I, f- I forget exactly which metric it is that if it's more than half of gdp more than half of the 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 budget
2: it um, I think Excuse it might me. be half of gdp because knowing a little bit of the business i'm in uh last year i think if i remember correctly the military budget was upwards of between 6 and 700 billion correct something like that okay medicaid and medicare last year one point three trillion. So, now again, and I'm I'm all for that because you know healthcare that's important.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I, I think what you were saying there about it being uh, uh, over half of something, I think your I think it's more GDP than it would be your actual uh than the actual federal budget, but it is still an obscene amount.
0: And again, it's one of those pieces I harp on when it is double the next six countries combined, I think is what it was. Mm -hmm. And as much as the next 15 combined, you know, I can understand that, you know, there's a little bit of concern about, you know, protecting the motherland, if you will. But, um, yeah. You don't need that increased every
2: freaking year. Well, you know, the one that gets me is, okay, so under Reagan, uh, uh, he had the Cold War for the longest time. You know, f- fear of the Russians, fear of the of the of the red communist machine.
0: Yeah, up until that, cha- there it is, found it. Fiscal year 2019, uh, Department of Defense budget was 693 bill.
2: Anyways, so Reagan had the fear of, a bad, of an all-out war to justify military spending. It was a lot of scaremongering. You know, why do we need stealth fighters? Well, because what happens if the Russians get stealth fighters? Th- then we're in trouble. Well, then that sort of ended towards the end of his career uh, when the wall came down. And when Perestroika hit uh, the Soviet Union, and the subsequent things that happened after that, namely the breakup and all of that. Uh, Bush senior had the Gulf war, the first one, you know? Yeah. He was, you know, he, and he was able to, it, now it was minor compared to the giant specter of the cold war, but for the longest time he was, you know, for those four, four years, he was able to spin it. I remember that. I remember being yeah. scared
0: out of my wits that they were going to say, Hey, uh you're not in college right now and you're the right age. Come on along. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well then came then came Clinton and didn't hear too much about the about war or anything like that. It was just more, you know, trying to keep stuff together on the home front. I actually read his autobiography and the the amount of stuff he had the the amount of knuckle slapping he had to do to the house and to the Senate to keep them from things like spontaneous pay increases, other bills that would have just ripped people off royally. Mm -hmm. I I, I tell you behind the scenes of the whole blue dress scandal, uh, he was working pretty frantically. I got to give him props for that. At least then came Bush too. another war president. this is where I came up with the idea of politics of distraction. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, everything's going to hell in a handbasket. But look, here's a war. Mm-hmm. So then that's it, it, dangling the shiny in front of people. So they all get attracted to that. They'll do whatever they can to make sure that that shiny doesn't come and invade. It's it's a big fear tactic.
1: Well, and it's to help get a reelected, too, because who's going to vote against a war president when you're in war?
2: Well, exactly. And I think... I, I think the Republicans, for the longest time, they were able to key into that, which is why they're able to spend the amounts that they are in the budget, or uh, they are able to spend as much as they do on the military because that fear, you know, where, where, where patriotism, you know, the, the start, like where, yeah. where everybody envisions the stars and stripes and Patton standing there, Yep. Yeah. you know, and that whole speech from the movie and, and all that BS and you know again i got to, res- you know res- respect to a soldier i you know I, I have nothing but respect for for people who put their lives on the line of doing that like who who make that uh that career move but at the same time um you know do, do you do you need bases all over the world no you know, I mean, I, I I just heard today that the poop problem in San Francisco is getting even worse. You know, you've got crumbling infrastructure all over. And that's what tax money is supposed to go for, you know, to fix your roads, to fix your pipes, to fix your, your levees. I'm looking at you on the Mississippi River.
0: Do, yeah. Well, there's well, another well, one, too,
2: is, over here well, in... Where-
0: over here in Buffalo, yeah. they're uh, yeah. they're they're asking the questions of the local government of the city of Buffalo. Um, why don't we have uh, fiber for you know telecommunications currently? Oh well, you know Verizon came in. They did that. Yeah, they they started their programs and then they stopped. And why do we only have one cable operator in the vicinity? Shouldn't we have? I don't know. More competition, fiber, please. And they're finally getting that into play. Now, I'm, I'll have I'm one not. For well, all right. Um, what, I'm, what I'm pointing at is the infrastructure has also changed over the decades, too. Back in the 50s, it was the highways and the superhighways and the transcontinental highways. And now in the 21st century, that stuff needs to be repaired, but there's new infrastructure that needs to happen for the telecommunications, information, the power grid. Go mm-hmm. ahead.
1: There was a fun one when we first moved to Indianapolis in 2003 2004. You could not walk downtown; it was not safe. You were at risk of uh, getting hit by flying manhole covers.
2: Huh? Wait, what? what?
1: Yeah, people were getting hit by flying manhole covers that would, you know, explode from off the streets and, like, hit people.
0: Uh, okay. There's a handful of ways that I know that that could happen. Uh,
1: there were a lot of breaks in the gas <laughs> mains and things like that. There were exploding houses, and you had to watch out for flying manhole covers. Okay, was, I. Uh, very dangerous
0: I, I was i was actually thinking more along the lines of dragons and a and a, and a thor's thimble in the back of their throat but okay sure um yeah. gas lines
2: that's that it, yeah it was,
1: it was dangerous to walk downtown and so people avoided it
2: <laughs> and you know i i can just hear some indiana governor saying they're trying to spin that you know with a shrug of the shoulders go well it, it'd make for a heck of a tourist attraction don't you think
1: but it was dangerous. I, mean, I, I, I know, I, I know. I'm people just saying, literally had to avoid walking downtown because you never knew when you were going to ha- you know, have one of those go flying and hit you. It was really sad.
0: I'm sorry. I'm thinking back to the mid-80s and the toy battle wagon that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy line had that had little discs that it shot down at them. I'm, I don't know why those are
1: heavy. If you've ever had them flying at you, they're very heavy. And very no,
0: they're scary. not. They're not heavy when they're flying. They're heavy when they finally stop flying. When they're on you, well, yeah. that's a different
2: thing. Okay, that's yeah. a bit of a matter of perception. But but you know what? It's it's my job.
1: It was an infrastructure problem, and, and yes, we have them. They're horrible. That you know, sucks. I'm,
2: I'm looking at. Uh, I, I just googled you know, looking for news on this kind of stuff. Cause I thought it'd be kind of fun to look at. Uh, and I'm seeing stuff still to this day. Like I'm seeing stuff from 17, 18, uh, 15, 11, all in the two thousands, of course, all talking about this. Like, why did the covers explode off manholes around downtown Cleveland? Yeah. Uh, officials investigate steaming manholes in downtown. Uh mm-hmm. in downtown Indianapolis. Yeah. The case of the flying manhole cover, Indiana Public Media. This is from August 23rd, 2018.
1: Yeah, it's a problem.
2: That's- <laughs> uh, manhole cover explosions recorded reported downtown uh from November nineteenth, twenty eleven. So I-, I told you it was a problem. <laughs> I I know, but just what what I'm saying is, like, okay, the impression I got when you said that was that, okay, they they saw it, they found it, they fixed it. No. Apparently not.
1: It's an ongoing issue.
0: (laughs) Now, it's entirely possible that some of these problems, some, can be isolated to problems of rotting vegetation and corpses, because... They will give off various different gases, which well can build up in various areas. That is a minor stretch, but it is a
2: possibility also.
1: This is, this is an infrastructure issue.
2: Yeah, but but you know what? Okay, look at the um. Oh,
1: but God. we have lots of money to build new stadiums, which
2: yes. is crazy. Yeah, and and look at your neck of the woods, Shujin. oh um, Okay, the the subways. A we- am okay, thinking, thinking more New York proper, <laughs> but there's that one. I think it goes under the Hudson. Uh, I think it connects Manhattan to one of the other. I, I, again, I don't know my geography, but I know that there's one major artery that takes millions of people per day back and forth on commutes to work. Oh, that's the that's the entire uh, MTA in the area. Yeah, yeah. you you will have well, apparently. Apparently, the entire MTA is in dire need of an overhaul. I can't imagine what. Okay, uh, for, are, for for are,
0: uh, are taxpayers really paying for stadiums. Hold, hold that thought one second. I'll, I'll, I'll get that one. Um, if anybody really wants to see what what does the MTA really look like in in New York with with the trains and everything. Yeah, you could see some of the scenes from uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming to see him on on some of the trains and whatnot, but you want a much better idea? Take a look at the intro from Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. The only thing that's really updated are the bodies of the trains and the stuff that prevents the spray paint from clinging to it. Mm. Now... Do the taxpayers end up paying for new stadiums? Yes. For the majority, yes. The entire price tag, no. But the idea is, okay, we in our government county seat, usually we will go ahead and we will fund for the new construction for you to play in so that you can have a few years of not paying all the taxes that any other group would so that all of the surrounding pieces of it will bring us more taxes and we'll just take some of that and you'll just pay it back to us and hopefully...
5: my point was, Sorry. the point of my question was just uh, the fact that um, a new stadium would be looked at as a credible project while a crumbling infrastructure isn't. Um, and I, I just can't stop thinking back to uh, uh, the fall of Rome. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only um, one. The last, the last thing, when things were in full decline, the last things they did uh, was build
0: uh, amphitheaters.
2: Red and circus,
0: exactly. Yeah, um, you're not the only but one who's thought that. Seriously, you really it, aren't. Well,
5: it's it's well, it's nothing. You know, everything we talk about, um, I can't help but noticing it's the same cycle again and again. And all of these things we're talking about, it it all depends on one thing, and that's the the credulity of of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we spend a lot of time talking about the details but without talking about the actual human condition that allows that kind of thing imagine if every voter was you know we're here we're talking amongst ourselves if every voter was like us thinking damn it yeah. Um, <laughs> which, like like it's nothing special that's annoying uh, but like if I say if I like us like we're different no we're actually we're not different we're just yeah. trying to live to the fullest of our if, ah.
2: if, if only they'd all get together and think independently there's a bit of an oxymoron on that but I get where you're coming from um Well, that's it. But that's exactly
5: what consensus is. Yeah, because you come to your own conclusion without sharing before sharing it with others, and that is the uh, quote-unquote moral majority, which is in itself a kind of Uh,
2: one of the one of the answers to your question, Joseph, about uh, taxpayers uh, paying for a new stadium. uh, There is a concept, and I I just wanted to look this up. It's called a P three, a public private partnership. Uh, these are cooperative arrangements between two or more public and private sectors, uh, typically for long-term. Uh, ideally they're used for infrastructure provisions, such as building and equipping of schools, hospitals, transport systems, uh, water and sewage systems. I've also seen P3s proposed here. Wow. That's a lot of, I think I got points for alliteration on that one.
3: Mm, yeah. Um,
2: well, like there's, uh, our local hockey team wants a new arena and it's a massive undertaking, especially cost wise. And sorry, uh, we haven't won the Stanley cup since before I came out here. As a matter of fact, since while well, the last time they did it, I was still in high school. Let that sink in. Now th- this is not to say that this is not a hockey town. I mean, when, yeah. when the, what when, when, need- when all you need is a good snowfall and, uh, but but, but (laughs) no, when the flames play, this place does light up pretty good. You know, so we do love our team. We do buy the merch. We do all of that stuff, but for a team to bankroll their own arena, that's a major undertaking. And like, you've got to have stupid, stupid amounts of money for that. So there's been talk of like a private public partnership to build this new arena. Um, But unfortunately, there's also a bit of a stigma behind those things because, you know, if if a private company has their fingers in a project like this, who's to say they're not going to try something to try and profit off of it? Especially when you're talking about infrastructure.
5: Oh, of course they're going to. But but that brings up a good question because, um, you know, whether a private company... If you think about, if you look at the big picture, if you think about the whole picture. If you did, if you were a local community, if you're a small a community, um, a small mid-sized town or whatever, and um, you knew that a stadium would bring commerce to the area and uh, and et cetera, et cetera, would bring some some growth. Um, yeah. Would you, as a independently thinking rational hopefully uh taxpayer would you pay for such a thing i would actually
2: yes but if it was a choice between having that
5: that, is is is
2: that argument even being presented well i know in our case it definitely is there's been a lot of back and forth on it okay uh but, but my big thing is you have a new stadium versus in five years, half the city is going to go without, go without clean drinking water because our pipes are collapsing.
5: So you have to look at even the bigger picture.
2: Well, you know? and that's just it. And when you're dealing with a city of over a million people, like I do, or like we do here, that's, um, you, you really got to weigh that out, you know, cause we do have a lot of older neighborhoods where things are starting to show their age. Yeah. Um, you know, and even where I live there, they are gouging out new roads they're putting stuff together but if you go to some other parts of the city you can see that there's definitely some room for improvement and talking about all of this about the the big company and all of that it just reminded me of something that almost fits into the show you guys have heard of eminent domain haven't you yes oh, okay God, yes so you guys have probably heard this story then because it's it's an old one there was a judge who or some politician in a a town that, you know, approved eminent domain saying that if Walmart wanted to come in and bulldoze a whole city block of, of houses to put up their Walmart that they could. And he signed it in saying that we can do this and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: Yeah.
2: And then they took his house. Hmm. So, you know, sauce for the goose. Yeah. Remember about that one, (laughs) you know? So, you know and, and that's the other thing too, is that you've got like we started off, you've got the people in power who put all this stuff in, not thinking that they could ever be affected by it until they are well, but that's just me now i'm with I'm with you on this one, yeah, it's. I mean, I I actually, I do like it when I see people, you know, who come up with, who, you know, come up with these, some of these asinine rules for whatever, and then someone comes in and completely games it or or completely plays by those rules and outmaneuvers the the person who thought they put up the the perfect defense. Yep. Exactly right. This is why lawyers and politicians, that's why this is a profession. Because you need people to be able to navigate all of this stuff and then turn it into something that will work for the purpose for which you, you intend. And if that purpose just happens to go against, you know, an authority, you know, authoritarians or people in power or, you know, even corporate people who are trying their best to profit off of it. But you can do an end run around them by their own rules. Yep. I mean, this is this is made for TV. This is Hallmark moment movie magic. <laughs>
0: and look you know? what we got that just came
2: up, Stephanie.
3: Yes, one hundred
2: percent. The Satanic Temple are great for this. Yes, they are
0: because yes. they are. You know how many times I've talked about the Funhouse Mirror. They're the fun house mirror showing everybody what they look like, whether they like it or not. And generally speaking, they don't. Hmm. I wonder why. It's got nothing whatsoever to do with anything, I'm sure. Mm, no, not a, not a thing. Not it's a, completely no. unrelated. Rabble, 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 rabble. Rabble, rabble, But no, it. it you know, sometimes as as much as we need lawyers to really, you know, s- slog through so much so much of this stuff, sometimes you you kind of don't. The Satanic Temple is a perfect example of where you you don't need the lawyers to be. And I, forgive me for using corpse speak here for a second. You don't need them to be the front face if you want to go ahead and show people, look, um, what you're trying to do is wrong and will continue to be wrong is going to bite you in the ass. If you want to try and do this. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we're just going to go ahead and file suit with no, 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 you, you don't need that. All you need is the quick. Well, um, you want to have, uh, you want, you want to have, uh, priests come in to pray with the kids for grace for uh, lunch. Okay. Um, we, we currently qualify federally as a, as a um, you know, recognized religious organization. Uh, can yeah. can we come in, too? Because we're supposed to. And usually, by the way, usually the Satanic Temple are nice about it. They ask, can we yeah. please come in and do, because you've got these other guys we're supposed to be able to do, so can we come in, please? And that's when this shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. I love it when they do that because it's, it's, it's so nice. It's so genteel. It's, 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 it's almost Mormon in how passive aggressive it gets. You know, hey, you know what the really scary thing is uh, that I actually used a compliment for uh,
2: Mormons. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> what just happened here? <laughs> It's okay. Uh I'm just looking here. Uh Shite, I can't find it. Uh not at the top of my head. Okay.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Um hold it. Y- you you're 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 Canadian born and bred. Your your, your 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 family history is most decidedly not from the British Isles, right? Right. We're close. You, not from the British Isles, right?
1: <sighs> yeah. Again,
2: your point. Not
0: from the British Isles, but they might have visited a time or two. They they might have involuntarily grabbed. It. When the hell did you start using shite?
2: Uh, depends <laughs> on my <memory>. mood. <laughs> That's anyway. our word. That's our word. Yeah. <laughs> to my point.
0: Uh, to be uh, uh, you, to to, no, to no, your no. point. To my, point, to my point,
2: there is an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where this happens. Uh-oh. You have my interest? Which Okay. One? Okay. Well, that's what I was looking for. That's when I uh, said the expletive that I did because uh, okay. I couldn't find it right away. But this is the one where data goes down to this planet to effect an evacuation of people. And they don't want to go anywhere because my daddy's bones are buried up them there mountains making this aqueduct. Oh, that. But the thing is, there's this one alien race that, you know, they, they're gonna take over that planet, terraform it so that they can lay their eggs or some crud like that. And Picard is trying his best to buy time. The Shellyak. For the people to get out. The Shellyak. yeah. I know what you're talking about now. And there's one thing there there was one section where he says. Call up that agreement. They've been beating us over the head with it all this time. There must be something in there that we can do. And that's what it was. Yep. I will make sure that that is linked because that was a beautiful moment. Yeah. They, they played by the rules and did the end run. So like in contract law or in in contract negotiations, this is a lot of it. And again, something I deal with at work all the time because everything is contract. You know, we're bound to do this. We're not obligated to do anything else. Now, we may try to help or maybe advise in certain areas that are out of scope. But if it comes down to either do it or we're not paying, we're going to slam that contract down in front of you. And trust me, we've read it. We know. And, and this is, you know, that's the beauty of the, of the law by bi- law legally binding agreements is to be able to do that kind of, is to, to have that kind of stuff. But you also should be re- willing to look at all of that. Like, look at the laws, look at, find out what your, uh, what can you do? You know, don't, okay, look, if if it's a contract that's like done up in a lot of legalese, okay, fine. You know, maybe, maybe you have to get a lawyer in on something like that. But, you know, there's a thing about reading the fine print, you know, and, and people, they just, all they see is, oh, okay, I'll sign here. You know, it's a 500 page contract. What, what did you just sign? I'll read uh, it. Again, another example: the end user license agreement on software. Did you hear about this one? Yeah, it happened over the pond. Apparently, a whole bunch of people ended up signing their souls away to the devil because they never read the fine print on an EULA, or E-U-L-A? they read it and didn't care. Well, that... to I'm be fair, gonna... to be fair, but I'm going to argue the former because we're I all guilty that of shit. that.
1: I read that shit.
2: Yeah, you do. A lot of people don't.
1: I'm really weird, and it really frustrates employers because I'm reading through all the stuff before I sign it. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I read it. Let's see. I don't want any non-competes going out there that I don't know about.
2: Yeah. Let's see. So Which, we can find it here. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, this is from Geek.com. This is back in 2010. Uh, Game Station End User License Agreement collects 7,500 souls from <laughs> from unsuspecting customers. It was a uh, it was an April Fool's joke. But uh, yeah, by placing an order via this website on the first day of the fourth month of the year 2010 Anno Domini... You agree to grant us a non-transferable option to claim, for now and for evermore, your mortal soul. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold
0: it. Hold it. There's a piece about this that I want people to recognize. Did it actually say, Anno Domini? I'm reading verbatim from the site. Okay. So yeah, it did. Which means that they were using Latin. Which means they were using the appropriate a long form version of AD, but you know full well that there are way too many evangelicals, especially who are just like, "You're gonna go ahead and use Latin phraseology. You're just looking to summon the devil himself with all that Latin
4: garbage." Well, like the- they should have, which is funny considering <laughs> that Latin's the official fucking language of the church.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank this you.
2: But wait a minute. But hold it. But but remember the the truest version. There is no true version of the Bible, than the one that's been translated into, or the, the one that was written in its original Klingon, or, sorry King James version.
1: But what about the Welsh version?
2: Oh, that ain't real. The King James version is the only Bible. That's the one that Jesus read. Okay, don't but you know? okay.
1: Was gay?
2: Okay, okay.
0: Let's 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 make sure that we understand about this. Um, okay, here's was a, he here's really? a, hold, hold on. Yes, a he was. He, <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> I'm choking. I'm choking on the irony. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as uh as a um uh, a way of just kind of showing this off. Okay, uh, most people are not going to recognize this, but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show it anyway. All right, you see this? Uh, well, actually, I got uh, I got uh, that, and I got uh, I got both albums at uh, at the, the. I got reason. that one. Yeah, because you. Anyway, yeah. okay, so yeah. it's it. it it is these for those that are listening and can't see. These are the uh, these are the CDs that I got from Shelley Siegel back at uh, ReasonCon, which I got a whole bunch of people to sign off to to Dal when he was down and sick, and, and, and that was that was a great moment, by the way. So yeah. here, here's my point. It is a cardboard mini holder. It's it's a it's a it's a fold out kind of jobby. You know, it's nice little booklet. Okay, it's about that thick. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the Bible. Okay, keep that in mind a second, Bridget. Okay, that's the Bible. Okay, translate it into Welsh. <laughs> that's the Bible. Okay? You get the, you get the point? Yeah. Um, uh, actually, come to think of it, wait actually, a But
1: so, there actually was a Welsh version of the Bible.
0: To Paul Abdul, um,
2: Wagner handles Messiah yeah but but the thing oh Bridget just I have actually heard and I think it was actually the uh, the Westboro folks uh-huh. that have said that the King James Version was the most accurate version of the Bible or something yeah. or, 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 was or that was the as, original
1: and he was just as gay as could be
2: <laughs> and you know that just that says something right there. <laughs> You know, that really,
0: really does. You know what says something? The fact that I actually bought this damn thing because it was in the secondhand store. The soundtrack to Grease, the the first, the first movie. We don't recognize the second one, kind of the same way that we don't recognize the second Mask
2: movie. Dude, I found uh, the I found the Blu-ray of the first Grease movie. I have that. The, the you know the funny thing. Good. The funny thing is,
4: there's a fan theory going around about that film. Oh, wait, which one
0: of Greece? The first. Yes.
2: Oh, uh, I know. The I know. Film.
0: I know. That's the don't. Mm.
2: <laughs> no, what, what's what's the theory? I haven't heard oh, this. Oh, God. Uh, it comes. That the entire
4: uh, extent of the film was actually uh, the last dying dream of the Sandy of. Yeah, the, the Sandy, the main female character that she actually died and that's why at the end of the film you see what happened the car drives off and disappears into the clouds
0: because she, she nearly drowned yeah, she did is 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 the working theory look as somebody that does stuff <laughs> up for head canon for the my little pony series shut up people let me have my little vice. Look, I don't drink... Um, <laughs> actually, come to think of it, last uh, Thursday this is the first time I had any of the wine uh, since I overdosed on the wine. Yeah. It's been a long time. Well, anyway, I don't know. I mean, so, I've... Uh... <laughs> stranger things have happened.
2: Yeah. And, and stre- you know, things have done... Stranger type stuff. I mean, there are entire channels out there dedicated to Star Wars headcanon, uh, fan theories, and stuff. Uh, and I, I will give props to anybody that can actually put together a decent ti- uh, timeline for the Warframe lore, but that's, again, beside the point. I may have found it, but yeah. <laughs> Let's just say if they ever do, if they ever, ever make a live action series. Of the universe based on that video game I will watch it religiously anyways fair enough um yeah so yeah we've completely spun off topic here as usual
0: well to to a certain degree yeah but i mean the problem is really looking through all the stuff and so few people want to look ahead down the road. And, you know, I'm, forgive me for saying it, the investment in the future. Hmm. Dare I say it, because I end up, we've all got our, uh, like we said before, we've all got a little, you know, pet projects. And mine is very much the down the road education investment. It would be so much better if there was more, if it was actually prioritized, if it was looked at as something worthwhile. Because well, like like Joseph pointed out, you know, Rome did really great up until the point where, you know, everything else was not prioritized that needed to be, you know, like people.
2: And I heard this once from some YouTuber that I, I was watching about education and I didn't, I didn't much care for the way they framed it. But what, what he said was that education in America has always been, or used to always be thought of as something the mother, or he said the women did to fill their time you know, in between all the cooking and cleaning and stuff until, you know, the breadwinner got home and all of that so that they, they would be responsible for teaching their children, but it was considered a secondary thing. You know, the kid learns enough to survive in their community and that's all they need. So all these people that talk about, you know, like, Oh, we got to get back to the good old days. We got to, we got to get back to when, you know, uh, America meant something It was like, okay, if part of that means that you want to go back to a, a form of educating your kids to the point where they will not look further than the borders of their own little community, well, then you're not going to be a world leader in much of anything except being a bunch of assholes. Although you've, I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're leaders right now. You kind of get that down pat at this point. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. But But if that is the mentality of some people where education should just be handled, you know, that that homeschooling should be is better than public education because reasons, and and I'm not even bringing religion into it. I don't want to bring religion into it at this just yet. No, I got you. You know, now at the same time, there are some colleges out there that are, they've got some pretty messed up agendas in terms of, you know, instead of making, you know, the next generation's, you know, leaders, they're they're making some pretty interesting people who will be, you know, who are honestly, they're going to be lacking in a lot of the skills that they're going to need to survive or that they're going to need to be able to take over when the current, when the current leadership generation wastes away. Cause you know, uh, we haven't figured out that life extension thing just yet. Although I guess in Jesse Helms case, it, he came pretty damn close anyway, but I think that had more to do with blood sacrifice than it did cybernetics, but that's just me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. You you need (laughs) you need to know what's going on in, especially in the world of like telecommunications and technology these days. You've got to have some kind of education to know how to get under the hood and fix this stuff. Because if you don't, one day you know that one computer that's been sitting over in the corner chunking away at everything is going to break down and you can't figure. And suddenly when it breaks down, you don't know why half the internet stopped working and yeah. nobody will know how to get into that computer and actually fix it because what do they know? Well, I just called tech support. You are tech support. Oh, uh? you know, yeah. this is why I hate having a car. I need it. I could do a little bit of stuff on it, but I shudder to think what's going to happen that day. I have to take it into the garage and get it fixed and kiss an organ. Goodbye. Cause that's how much it's going to cost. Yeah. Because I can't do it myself. And I, I recognize that I can't do it myself. Well, we've talked about that part also that, you know, mm-hmm. it used to be much uh,
0: Joey. Perfect example.
3: Mm-hmm. If,
0: if you want to fix a, pre-completely computerized uh, car, what are the two books that you need? Because you talked about them last night. Haynes and Chilton's. Yep.
1: Um,
4: Depends on the car, really, because really they are produced by the same group. It's just usually a Chilton's manual covers more
0: models, more years. Yeah, but when all is said and done, I mean, if you've got both it's kind of hard to go wrong if you just this is true because sometimes one has say
4: a a particular image that the other doesn't for your particular car so that you can find the particular item that you're looking for to uh repair because when you're getting up underneath the hood if you don't know where the hell the thing you're looking for is it can be it can be a hassle hmm Just ask anybody that's ever t- tried to te- change out a uh, engine temperature sensor.::
0: oh. Yeah, let let's, let's not go too far into that. as it is. I have to, uh, I have to change one of the light bulbs on my car, and Although it's that's always fun. Well, it's not supposed to be really that difficult, but it's just more a matter of that yeah. it's not the way it used to be. Great example.
4: I have an issue that everybody diagnosed wrong. Oh. On the car that I recently purchased, the right – or no, the left-hand front turn signal doesn't work. And the flasher on the instrument panel doesn't work unless you're pulling up on the lever for the indicators, Everything else works fine. Oh, you got a bad bulb? No, the bulb works. Uh, you got a you got a bad wire or ground someplace? Nope, all that works. The problem is actually inside the steering column, the uh, signal switch itself, most likely, just out of age and wear, there's probably one little terminal that has worn itself thin and is bent back to a point where it's not contacting as it normally should. It can contact, but you got to force it to contact. And here's the thing. That signal switch for that car, even today, $200. Jeez, For a little bit of plastic and copper. Yep. And yet, I can go in there, and I bet you, as soon as I go in there, I'm going to see, maybe there's one piece that's bent out of place, or maybe there's one piece that's worn down. You know what I do? I go to freaking Ace Hardware, I buy a little piece, a scrap piece of copper, I solder it on there, bam. And it's not like it's going to be ugly, because it's inside the steering column, nobody's ever going to see it. Anybody care to guess how much a little piece of scrap copper and a little bit of solder costs?
0: Not much, really. Less than a dollar.
4: Let that be a lesson to you, folks. Figure out what the actual problem is, because it it saves you a lot in time. Convenience is nice, but it can cost you an awful lot. Yeah. The cost of convenience is too damn high. Don't believe me. Go ahead go to Red Stadium at, uh and try to buy a hot dog inside the stadium. Shh. Yeah. I yeah. rest my case.
0: No, I I'm I'm with you. Um with you. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just I'm, I'm i'm thinking of various times where i've been to various conventions and yeah you got a concession stand inside and well it's hmm. i'll just take a walk down the street thanks very much yeah. no I'm, I'm not thinking of pittsburgh in particular although that's that's one of them it's hey, not that bad
4: a short walk down the street in any direction in downtown pittsburgh you can find some damn good food
0: that's true that's exceptionally true so
4: thank you pittsburgh that's probably one of the few things I miss about Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> I, I, I got you. I get you on that. Back on the real angle, because we've, uh, we've only got a little bit to go, and uh, I want to see about getting us you know, out on time for a change. The pendulum swings. We know that anybody that has been watching politics for any length of time knows this. The people who are in the positions of authority in politics know this. Whether they want to act otherwise is a whole different piece, but they know this. What do we do? with these people who want to be, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say it because I can't think of any, any better way of putting it. This dishonest.
1: Let them form their own country.
0: I mean, we could wait for a, a, a new, island to form in the ring of fire i mean that happens every once in a while Could drop them off i mean it worked for it worked for england oh well
1: i mean people here when they can afford to do so which a lot of people can't but some, some people who can there's a form of balkanization going on so eh. You know the blue parts are starting to hang out with the blue parts. The red parts are starting to migrate towards red parts, and I'm okay with that. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I'm okay with that.
0: Got gotcha. you. I've just I remember all the the people who were yelling and screaming, saying that you know maybe the best way of flipping some of these counties is to have people who can move in mass and go from blue areas to red areas and try to flip folks.
1: Oh, I don't care about flipping folks. I just want to be with people who think more like me.
2: No, I, I got you. Yeah. Uh, there's a problem with that is because you're going to get somebody who lives in Los Angeles to move to Middle of nowhere, Wyoming.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if we could take up a fund, if they are willing to relocate, then yeah, help relocate them. Make it a government program. I'd be okay with that.
2: Yeah, the, the trouble is right now with the current government in place, uh, bringing blue people into red states would probably be a little counterproductive for them at this point. But I, I see your point.
1: I mean, if they were, you know, red surrounded by a sea of blue and they wanted to be red, then sure, help them do that. Why not?
2: Well, my God. if you think about it, like my job, for instance, I can work from home if I wanted to. Actually, given the opportunity, I probably would more because 90% of my clientele is remote. Yeah. I I work on the phone. I work on WebEx. I work over the internet. So, you know, you, you get a customer service center for like a consulting company or something like that, have them relocate to one of these Midwest or, you know, heartland states, have that company, you know, pay for decent internet access in the area. Like, you know, set up, set up fiber, set up broadband in that community and say, you know what? Yes, we're part of ABC corporation, but we're going to upgrade all of your internet and we're going to make it for, you know, this amount. And we're going to relocate, you know, uh, 600 people into this place. And, you know, then those 600 people, they're going to want, you know, if they're from the city, they're going to want, you know, a a Starbucks, they're going to want some of the conveniences that they've always they've always had before. You know, so it would attract that kind of business. Like I I can see a good reasoning behind it and the potential. Because then oh look, I don't have to sit in traffic for six hours on a commute because of, you know, traffic congestion. I don't have to live in a big filthy city, you know, full of full of potential dangers, I can, I can live in this nice quiet town, you know, and drink sweet tea on my back porch when I'm done at the end of the day. You know, just, just have a piece of the simple life. Of course, I'm a bit older, so that's something maybe I would appreciate more than some. Um, But no, I mean, if, if you work in a, if you work in a business where, the majority of your work is done <clears throat> over the internet using a computer and using telecommunications. Logistically speaking, there is no reason you should have to have an office to go to and sit in for eight hours. You could, you could have a room in your house.
1: It's cheaper you know? in the
2: businesses that way too. Oh, huge. Cause then they don't have to pay for as much office space.
1: Office space, uh, office supplies, utilities, mm-hmm. all that
2: yeah it's you know commute in once every other week for for a staff meeting or something like that, but other than that, you know, stay home. get on your computer, do your job and at the end of the day, commute from your office office room to the kitchen to make dinner. <laughs> you know you're not yeah. the, the only traffic you're fighting is the mess you left on the floor the night before or something like that.
1: Well I when did that and it saved my employer so much money.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm just thinking back to uh, you know what that one's. I'll just hold on to that one. That one's uh, that one's a little bit of a personal. I'll I'm, I'll I'll tell the hosts afterwards. Uh, For for later. Um, In any case. Do we... I'm going to ask a stupid question because uh, this is really not the time to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I I just want to throw it out there for uh, -for free-for-all for anybody. Do we have an obligation to force the pendulum to swing.
1: If it's hurting too many people, then I would have to say yes.
2: The problem with trying to force it is you will get resistance because how dare you tell me what to do? How dare you tell me what to think? How dare you tell me how to feel? And this is why the pendulum swings as regularly as it does. By twenty twenty-four, people are gonna be sick of that whole thing. And they're gonna vote out of spite. And I guarantee I would almost guarantee you that the next president in twenty twenty four will be a Democrat. Because something's gonna happen in the next four years that is gonna turn the public off completely. And then eight years after that it's going to happen again it's It's organic you You can try to force it, but the second you do, you 're an authoritarian, and that's not something you want because the minute you go down that road, the opposition is also going to go down that road, and then it's going to turn into who's got the bigger gun and I mean literally
1: well i
2: and you don't want that no. Well, I think think Trump is
1: going to get reelected, so
2: there's that. Yeah, this time. And I hope that the Democrats learn from it. And instead of continuously pushing attack rhetoric for 2024, that they get back to focusing on what's important, which is the issues, which is dealing with the people, which is, actually giving a damn about the people you're supposed to be governing, not just saying vote for me because he's an asshole that you're, you've proven that it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it doesn't.
2: So, you know, vote for me because I want to fix education. I want to fix the roads. I want to invest in high speed rail technology so that, we can we can augment our our um, our cargo hauling industry not saying replace saying work in tandem with so instead of instead of overloaded semis clogging everything up you have properly loaded semis as well as high speed rail getting your stuff to the right places you know or i i want to I want to fix the country. You know, vote for me because that's what I want to do. Personally, I think it's better than vote for me, vote for me because that guy's an idiot or that guy's an asshole. Yeah. You know, that that's to me that's immature. And as much as I joke about gray-haired politicians, there's something to be said for a level of maturity in, in an office that important.
0: It's not an easy thing to try to figure out. No. I don't know if, um, uh, I'm, I apologize for being a little, uh, a little quiet at the moment. Um, I got a lot of things running through my head with this topic and not all of it is really digesting properly right now. So, <laughs> um, well, there's, there's a, there's a lot of things that are kind of conflicting and interweaving. So I'm, I'm taking in a lot more than I'm um, doling out. At least I, I I'd like to think anyway, because the, the way that stuff is, um, I don't know if anybody's got anything uh, left over that needs to be said off the floor. Uh, Joe, Joseph, uh, I mean, you guys have had less airtime at the moment. Uh, is there anything you guys need to have out there?
4: Nothing that comes to my mind. go nope.
0: Did he Joseph? come back yet? No, he might not have come back yet. Okay, or a frog muncher. <laughs> That's great. He's not even here to. All right, fine. Well, we'll work on it. We'll uh, and uh, see what it is. Uh, Stephanie had uh, had put something right at the end over here. Uh, the opposition has already gone down that road, and I uh, forgive me. At this point, um, I'm not exactly sure which piece. I don't know that it really much matters. The piece that we had that was mentioned earlier uh, fighting fire with fire. I don't want to do that. When it comes to this whole slug fest in politics, I don't I don't want anybody to be doing that. Dallin's right, man. It it needs to be about the issues. It needs to be about what's going on and how are we going to go forward in order to make things. Better. Not right, just better. We're never going to get it all... uh, Oh, in the UK, being dictatorial. Well, I mean... You guys do have a monarch. I mean, she's old as sin, but whatever. German, too, if I remember right, but whatever. Anyway. the, uh, The thing of it is... the biggest question that I had, do we have an obligation to force the pendulum? This one is really sticking in my head. This is one I'm, I'm more conflicted about than anything that I've thought about in quite a while. I mean, I I don't know if it's that I'm tired or a, a little exhausted. I'm Anybody can see it. I'm actually tearing up just a little bit because it's, it's, it's weighing on my head so much because thinking as somebody who wants better for, you know, the, the younger generation, the voices that can't yet speak for themselves. Shouldn't we do what we can to help that along? And if there are groups or a group that has shown themselves to be less than helpful, especially for them, shouldn't it be our goal to push against, to shove that pendulum as hard as we can? Problem is... That funhouse mirror comes up again and there's somebody on the opposite side of that mirror trying to do the same thing. And they think that they're doing the right thing too. So, like Dallin said, and he's right, it comes down to what do you want to do, why do you want to do it, and how. Because ultimately that's, that's the piece that matters, not rhetoric, not yelling and screaming, just how are you going to make things better? How do you want to make things better? How are you going to make it happen? I'm just going to say it because it's deserving of being said then. If there is one linchpin for the whole damn thing, far as I'm concerned, I would not wish ill on anyone. But I would really, really appreciate it if Mitch McConnell's aorta gave out.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 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 wrong that one person can have that much power to hold up everything.
0: See, I'm 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 thinking about this because we were we briefly talked about uh, the the guy that got his throat slit on the ice here in Buffalo back in '89. So you know,
2: that's well, a that's a whole other thing. If, if one person is able to to do that, something's that's a prime wrong. E- well, but it's also a prime example of playing, gaming the system, playing the playing with the rules you've got and turning it to your advantage. It sucks, but that's kind of what he's done. Stephanie. Um, I was about
0: to wrap up, but this, this is kind of important because it's not just for our friends and family in the UK. It, it's for pretty much anybody and everybody. And she says, We're in the middle of a general election, and one side is lying, using fake websites, using every dirty trick you can think of. How do we counter that? There's only one way. Education. I'm not talking about my pet project of, you know, invest in the kids. No. I mean, literally, when it comes up, you blast it. You go ahead and you point out where the facts are, what the facts are, where the facts are, and you put it out there for anybody and everybody to see. You take a piece out of Heretic Woman's playbook. You got the information, and you want to go ahead and put it out there. Keep a running tally of stuff that you need to, to refer back to because it'll keep coming up again and again and again. We also know that we're not heretic woman. We can't do what she did. Some of us are not in a position to, some of us don't have, forgive me the stones to do it that way. And I'm speaking for myself in this case. I have pieces here and there that I can do. I'm, much more a a genteel personality of, you know, edging towards the questions that can't be answered because they can't answer them. Not all of us can be the bulldog grab on and, and shake. Do the best that you can with what you're comfortable with doing. And just remember, it's not those that are putting out the misinformation that we're aiming at because they've shown their card. They've shown what they want to do. They want to misinform. They want to instill FUD. Sometimes it's our job to be able to say, no, no, that's, 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 that's not how that works with just enough volume for somebody else to hear and question. Sometimes that's the best that we can do. Sometimes it's all we can do. And sometimes we can't do that because we just can't, for whatever reason. And don't ever feel guilty if you can't. Don't ever. You do what you can because you can. You know the expression, not all heroes wear capes. Not all heroes are heretic women. And goddamn it, I would really like to have my hero back. And I think I've kind of gone a little bit past uh, my comfort zone, and I think it's about that time to go ahead and wrap things up, Stephanie. If you're doing your best, then you hold your head up high, you let people look straight up your nostrils. Fuck them. figuratively speaking. So everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you did find something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and had a good time with us. So let me go ahead and uh, get on out of here with everybody. Uh, Joseph, by any stretch of the imagination, did you get back that we can say goodnight for you or not? Because I see you as muted and I'm under the impression that probably not there. Otherwise I would have seen the, no, still on mute, which means that, uh, he's had to step away and didn't get back in time. So on his behalf, everybody have yourself a good week and I think that's about as far as I can take that one, uh, Joe, thank you. Of course, as always, I hope that you have yourself a good couple of days and good weather to be able to do what you need to do with that voodoo.
4: Don't count on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I do believe that I speak on behalf of all of us when I say um, no uh, wind tunnel experiments without a wind tunnel, please. Thank you. That'd be really nice. Aerodynamics of uh, Corsica are not to be trifled with.
4: Actually,
2: aerodynamically speaking, it's not bad. See, I was waiting for him to say no promises. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's that's a, that's a step up, then.
0: Still, you take care of yourself. And thanks. I do what I can. Bridget? Mm-hmm. Thank you, of course, for your time. I hope that you have yourself a good sleep, because Lord knows that should be coming up fairly soon. And Oh, yeah. What would you like to tell everybody?
1: Uh, I don't have anything to wrap up with. Uh, we may or may not be doing beyond the trailer park Monday at eight thirty Central, nine thirty Eastern. Uh, we were supposed to have a show last week, but nobody felt up to it, so we didn't. That happens. <laughs> yeah, everybody was feeling puny except for me, so no show. So we'll see what happens.
0: I think you're you're missing
1: one piece. Uh, you can come find me on Facebook as Bridget Fitch 10, I think it is, or at my blogspot, uh, Fitch 2112.wordpress.com.
0: And there's one more piece. Uh,
1: I don't know what that is. <laughs> one more piece. I'm thinking.
2: Is it not that gentle send-off you always give to a former governor of your
1: Oh, and, and state? fuck you, Mike Pence.
2: Right.
1: And we still have the Facebook page, Periods for Pence. If you would like to uh, let him know how your uh,
3: <laughs>
1: menstrual cycle is going and if you might be pregnant or not or having any, any issues, yeah, feel free to let him know.
0: Do you have to be a member of the state, so to speak, or can anyone sign
1: up? No, anyone can sign up for that page.
0: Wow,
4: I'm guessing. Well, we'll now now that he's no longer at the state level.
1: Yeah, but he's still. Surely he's still concerned, you know. So we have to let him know that. I I don't think he'd appreciate.
2: I don't think he'd appreciate if you called him Shirley.
1: (laughs) No. Just saying. He's probably overly concerned about how we're all doing, so keep him in the loop. Let him know.
0: I'm so I'm. This is this is so bad. I was just suddenly thinking maybe they could ship a a a mixed palette of Red Bull and Always Overnights because they both give you wings. (laughs) I'm, I'm horrible tonight. I'm sorry.
1: Well, we were sending him a little more than that, but that was when he was still a governor.
2: Yeah, well, in any case.
1: <laughs> we were sending him products.
2: <laughs> uh, I, what, what, what has that been done before?
1: Used and otherwise.
2: Thank you, Bridget.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
2: Okay, used. That's just, uh, uh, as Cleves <laughs> was, that's nasty.
1: He started it.
2: That's true.
0: That's true. Dallin, were you, were you thinking of the gummy dicks, perhaps? Is, is that what you were thinking about?
2: That's kind of where I was going. Okay. Say, you know, we called the guy from Cards Against Humanity, get that ominous, big-ass drum that uh, we all know and love so much.
1: Well, when you know, when they were talking about you know uh, funerals for fetuses, I mean, you just never know. I mean, about 40% oh. of the uh, you know, fertilized eggs do discharge during a woman's monthly flow. So you you just never know about these things. We were trying to save.
0: Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up <laughs> to find out, uh, Dallin. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up to find out whether or not the uh, the 55 gallon drum is still available. But I want you to know something. Mm-hmm. I pulled up the information about the Celebration Cup 100 pre filled communion cups with juice and wafer uh oh, yes. over, over at Amazon uh, for a 100 uh, count. It's a uh, twenty four dollars US. Uh you can get uh, you can get it very quickly with uh, with Prime. But uh um, I, I look at the cups and I th- look at them and I I tilt my head over a little bit and I'm thinking to myself, That looks like it's gonna fit in a K machine. I mean I
2: Oh, that'd could be a be really wrong. bad cup of coffee.
0: You it'd be it would be, <laughs> it would be <laughs> So while, while, uh, while you go ahead and, uh, and uh, say your piece, oh. uh, I, I will go ahead and I will look up to find out if the
2: 55-gallon drum is still available. I believe it still is because I think I checked it a couple of weeks ago. Anyways, of course, I am the curator of the audio version of this show over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, which is now up to date as of last week, thanks to uh, that little trick there. I think I'll be using that from now on to, uh, to do what I need to do. And judging from the uh, expression on Shujin's face there, I'm thinking he found exactly what he was looking for.
3: Yes!
2: (laughs) Yeah. What we're talking about, folks, is if you remember the uh, whole protest over at that wildlife preserve up, I think it was in Oregon a couple years back. And uh, they started putting out on social media that they were getting hungry because, you know, they hadn't thought to pack enough food with them. And people started sending them bags of dicks. D- which gummy, is something gummy, you can do, gummy g- yeah, dicks. Gummy dicks gummy well, dicks. that that was the start, but apparently there were some dildo's that were shipped up there as well because these guys could just go <laughs> fuck themselves, according to some people.
0: That's that's, the owners, that's them saying it. It's not us saying it. We're just recording yeah. it. We're not that's true. Exactly. We're not telling them that they could not, go and fuck
2: themselves because that's reserved for Mike Pence. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, one of the owners of Cards Against Humanity said, "Gee, that's a pretty savage thing these people are doing, sending up gummy dicks and." dildos to these people to tell them they can go fuck themselves how can i make this worse <laughs> enter into a shipment from amazon that cost him about 1800 plus i think it was 150 some odd dollars of uh shipping and handling a 55 gallon drum of lube personal Ooh. lube with a, with a pump with a pump that was important you know, for all those dildos that they got. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as you hate people, you, you still don't want to make them suffer by going and dry. Am I right? Um. <laughs> we have oh, a small boy. problem. Uh, we, ha- what is we, that? Have,
0: we have a small problem with this. Yes, it is 55-gallon drum, 208 yeah. liters. That's a lot. L- um, That's a lot of lube. The current price that I have on this one it includes free shipping. Oh, okay. Is uh fifteen hundred fifteen dollars and thirteen cents. It's oh. gone down price a little bit. It might have. But there's 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 a there's a catch. There's a caveat. What's the caveat? <clears throat> Note signature required upon delivery due to high value of this item. <laughs> I, I. Uh, what? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's 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 be fair about this. If you were delivering two thousand dollars worth of personal lube, I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't want the guy to just leave it on the doorstep.
1: No, because people steal shit.
2: I would like to see them
0: try. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Actually, I, I, I think the whole thing about that is it's it's not so much that they need a signature for security. It's more like if if you're if you're purchasing a gallon of lube or a drum of lube that big for yourself, I think you kind of want their autograph because damn.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> busy.
0: Oh. Well, this is disappointing. I found one that I thought, hey, cool. I found one that's a hell of a lot cheaper by uh, over $1,000. And it actually ships from a company near where I grew up. How cool is that? It's uh, a 55-gallon drum, uh, $420.83, $420, <laughs> 420, free shipping. Oh, it's um, machine lubricant. Oh, well, that's not, yeah, that's
2: going to be a little bit different. We we can, we can, we can, we can light it on fire. (laughs) Suddenly I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the Jeff Foxworthy joke where he talked about motor oil. I don't think I want to know. No, you don't. You you really, really don't. (laughs) So
0: so thank you for your time and uh, for all the effort. I really do appreciate it, man. Yeah, no worries.
2: So, you? Uh, yeah, of course, over at the website. And as well, I've got my own little uh, place where I do my own thoughts. It's over at inthewind.yo5.ca. Thank you. Um, <laughs> really quickly before we get out of here, uh, I wanted to
0: get the names out of the way because i keep forgetting to do that sometimes there we go um this of course like i said earlier was uh you know thanksgiving week here in uh in in the states in canada thanksgiving was you know last month We know that there are a number of people that, for whatever reason, don't exactly have family anymore. For whatever reason. We're here for you. We don't have a huge voice, but we'll be here for you. If you don't think that you've got people that care about you, we're here for you. We may not be able to do a hell of a lot a lot of times, but... We'll be here for you. Good luck. So, you'll take care of yourselves. Please be safe. And thanks for being with us through all this. And with the weird weather coming through, please be safe. Please be safe. So, as always, until the next time we get together, I wish you the, the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, 20 years later, and another Thanksgiving that you can't be with us, I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. You dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone.
2: As always... You've been listening to Holy Crap the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.